Welcome, Internet, to the Pixel Play Podcast, your weekly podcast where we get together to discuss all the news, rumors, and discussions going on in the video game world. I am one of your co-hosts, Kalen, a.k.a. Catastrophe, joined as always by my co-host, Adam, CS Radical. This week, Eric from Ext Interact is joining us as well for this special episode. Ladies and gentlemen, you are sick and tired of hearing about the Xbox acquisition of Activision, so there's really not much going on. So we are pressing pause again for another pressing pause episode. Uh, in this week's episode, we're going to be talking about you know the five. We're making a five game starter pack to get your friends and family who don't game into gaming. We're also going to be doing a 2022 preview and, as always, trophy stumpers. With that all said and done, if you like us, subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. You can find us everywhere you get your podcasts. And remember, we're trying to get to 100 subs and listeners this year. So if you could leave us a review, if you could share it with your friends, we'd greatly appreciate that. Enough about us and our self-promotion. Let's get into it. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Or first, you know what? I'm so sorry. We're being rude here. Eric, welcome to the podcast. Uh, Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? What are you playing? Where can people find you? Hey, Ken, uh, glad to be here. Uh, well, first, I'm going to do where you guys can find me. You can find me at X Interact. Uh, we're a podcast of four guys who met on Reddit, just like you guys. Um, and we just like, you know, we just talk about gaming. Uh, we went through a bunch of changes throughout the year, but I think we found our perfect, like, um, format for our episodes. So there's that. Uh, if you want to find us, you can find that at X Interact underscore on Twitter. You can find us on all your major podcast platforms. And you can also find us on our newly wa- launched website. Uh, podpage.com slash X interact. So we're trying to condense everything into like one area. And I made that website. So if you have any opinions on that, be sure to let me know. Holy crap, Adam. They're a professional. They have a website. We, <laughs> I, I wasn't mean, prepared for this we, level we of professionalism. We have a website. We have a link tree. <laughs> yeah. We, we use link tree for a while too. Yeah. But yeah. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Thanks for joining us. What are you playing right now? Uh, so not really too much just because I've been busy on the back end stuff on the website and the podcast, but I have been dabbling a little bit in Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel that just released, I believe, last, it was either this week or last week, I can't remember at this point, but I'm a big Yu-Gi-Oh! fan, um, being at good at the, as good at the card games, not so much, but I like to play casually here and there, and I feel like this one, it's, it's pretty good so far. Um, it's free to play from Konami, and they're giving you, like, a bunch of currency in the front end, but I kind of feel like that's going to taper off towards later on. What? You know, just, a, ga- just a free to play game suddenly tapering it off so you spend more money on it? No, that doesn't yeah. sound possible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, um, I- I've heard good things about it. It sounds like the numbers have done extremely well in its first little while. I, I still yeah, look I at surprised. it, though. Every, every single time I, th- I see Yu-Gi-Oh, I'm like, I want to play you, but I've been lost since, like, the first three years of the game. So I'm like, I'm going to walk in, and there's going to be all these new status effects and different things that the cards do now. I'm going to be like, man, I remember when you just used to have to sacrifice two things to, to play a thing. Yeah, see, I, feel, I feel like an old man because I was, like, Pokemon, and then I was, like, done with it. So I was, I was the Pokemon kid, and then... Yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh came out and I was just, no, nah, I'm good. So I never Every got into TCG that Every TCG lasted about two years with me. I played Pokemon actually for like six months. I played Yu-Gi-Oh for about two to three years and I played Magic for about two to three years. And then after that, I'm like, this is stupid. I barely get any money as it stands. Why am I spending them on these cards that are all terrible? Because I can't go to my local comic shop and spend $20 on one good one. So random yeah. question, did anyone ever actually play those games like I, I know magic has like a, a strong gaming play, like but i don't think i ever had anyone ever play like i never saw anyone play a pokemon card game like everyone collected it i never saw anyone that played it i don't even think i know how to play it i mean in my local area i was pretty big like when i was playing Yu-Gi-Oh, i was playing tournaments mm-hmm. in my local area a little bit with magic but not as much because magic i knew i knew going in that i was way way under the uh the rich curve for that because the people that played magic oh there was a lot more money being spent in that game than Yu-Gi-Oh because you at least had a couple of kids playing their starter packs in Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments I was sitting there with like hey I got one magic cylinder and a blue eyes I'm almost good at this game <laughs> whereas magic was like I've been I've spent a hundred dollars throughout all the times that I've played and I've seen people coming with their decks and they have like 10 different decks for magic and I go I'm screwed <laughs> Yeah, I used to play like a little bit of Yu-Gi-Oh back when I was like in middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a friend like I would always always play against, and I went to like a local tournament once, got my ass beat, and I was like, mm, I'm 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 good here, because I wasn't the best at deck building back then. I I typically when I play Yu-Gi-Oh stick to the video games now, just because you don't need to buy physical cards; it's mm-hmm. a lot cheaper. 
I, I still remember logging way too much time in which what was the name of it? It was it was on the Game Boy Advance. It was like something something to do with the Millennium Duel or something like that. Or it was like it was either that or worldwide. I'm just trying to think of like the, the actual name of it, but like there were two of them on the Game Boy Advance. There was that one, and then there was also a GX one that I yeah. used to play a bunch. I remember like the, there was a PS2 one called Duelist of the Roses that made zero sense to what the actual rules of the game were, and it was horrible. So, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! is also this weird thing. I think, like, the first time Yu-Gi-Oh! games were being made, like, the card game wasn't technically finished yet, so the rules hadn't been properly, like, explained yet. That's why the TV show makes no sense for the rules. It's why, like, the early games made no sense. Then the trading card game came out, and I remember the first time I ever played Yu-Gi-Oh!, me and my buddy, we each had a starter deck. Of course, he had the Kaiba one, so we kicked my ass. And... We, we both played it like the show, so he played Blue Eyes in the first turn, and I lost, because how do you beat Blue Eyes first turn? <laughs> and then you actually play the game, and you go, oh, it's, it's a lot harder than that. <laughs> oh, yeah. So just so everyone gets a little bit of better sense of uh, who you are and like, your, your taste, uh, we typically do one of three things with guests, and I'll let you choose. Uh, share with us either your hot gaming take, share with us, let's do your first game that you remember playing, or your favorite game of all time okay you can choose which one. um those are all those are all pretty good choices but i think i'm gonna go favorite just because i can i know what my favorite game is and uh if you can see my background back there it's actually persona 5 royal or persona 5 in general whichever one you want to take because uh when joker go, got go get announced... it adam go get it <laughs> i can't see it on my shelf so i can't go get, get it. it go get it <laughs> so i i don't see it though i can't get what i don't see I have, there so there I was, was a Morgana somewhere on my shelf, but I can't see it. Oh, nice. Uh, so I wasn't a, like a Persona fan until 2017, when, or not 2017, excuse me, uh, when they put Joker into Smash. I have a friend who's like a big Persona fan, and he was like freaking out about it. And I was like, huh, what's this Persona business about? So I first played Persona 4 Golden, and I loved that game so much. That game was so good. I cried at the end of that game. And then I went on to Persona 5, and I was like, this game, like, it's Persona 4 but like bigger in scope. And I was like, hold, this game is really good. And I, I platinum both the original game and Royal. And I kind of, I kind of like that year I played it. I played Persona 5 back to back to get the platinum. And then the next year Royal came out and I played that to get the platinum too. And that entire year where Joker was announced for Smash, I think it was like 20, I forget the exact year it was 2018 or no, 2019, I believe it was. Yeah, sounds right. I went on a Persona binge. I played Persona 4 Golden, played the dancing games, played Persona 5. Uh, the dancing games, did three, did the spinoffs, and I, I was just a whole Persona mess that entire year. That's awesome. Don't cool. don't worry. Well, when, when six gets announced, I'm going to squee like a little schoolgirl when that when that gets first announced. So, oh uh, yeah, hopefully we're be on live when that happens. Hopefully we don't have to wait too long for that because Atlas and their announcement schedule right now has been a little wacky. Well, I mean. Yeah, Atlas has always been kind of stingy with it because they're like, all right, we're gonna make a big Persona announcement. I'm like, ah, oh, and they're like. For Arena Ultimax on, on Xbox, or no, not on Xbox, on PC, I'm like, I mean, that's cool for PC users, but that game's like a decade old. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, we're happy to have you. Uh, let's uh, let's get into it this week. So, uh, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, it is a pressing pause episode, so we're going to be talking, uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about some of the upcoming games for 2022. We're going to be talking about our five-game starter pack, and uh, yeah, let's get into it. So, gentlemen... I thought it might be good for us to start kind of looking ahead at 2022 and what games are coming out that we're excited for, which games we think, you know, when they're going to, we can kind of do when you think they're going to be released, some of the big games of the year, what you think might get delayed. Uh, so I thought, yeah, we could just kind of roundhouse it in terms of, uh, you know, sharing what we're excited for and what we think will come, when it'll come and what won't come. So uh, does anyone want to go first? I mean, I mean, is there an answer? Because you look at the schedule and it looks like there's like nothing. Every everything is. Ah, it might come out. It might not. We're not sure yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everyone's kind of like, I don't want to go yet. You go first. No, you go first. <laughs> I mean, if we're talking about something that we know is coming this year, I mean, we might as well go to the one that's probably going to be here the the earliest, which is Horizon Forbidden West. Yep. Well, I mean, no, you're forgetting the awesome looking game, uh, Sifu. That game looks amazing. I thought that's what you're going to go. Well, for. I, I mean, in terms of like scope, like I think Horizon's like the first big one of the year that everybody's kind of paying attention to. For sure. Yeah. Eric, are you excited for Horizon? Where do you fall on the Horizon team? Yeah, I'm pretty excited for Horizon. Um, I held off on Horizon, like the first one for a long time. I actually played it earlier this year and I pretty much enjoyed it a lot. Um, 
I still kind of felt like there was some like typical open world elements in it. And I don't think it was as, as great as everyone talked about, but I still enjoyed my time with it. Um, I didn't after like Breath of the Wild and stuff. It was a pain to kind of traverse around after playing that game. But seeing that they, it seems like they fixed that issue in the sequel. I'm, I'm pretty excited to play it. So yeah, I think I think Horizon is was like the last of the old school kind of open world games that we thought of. I think they unfortunately came out at a time right when Breath of the Wild came out, and that kind of changed things. And so you had kind of the future of open world and like the culmination of what was before. And so I think it kind of got hit there. I'm super excited for Horizon Forbidden West. It is. I'm basically counting down the days until that gets released. My biggest concern with that game is I really like the combat in the last one in terms of hunting down dinosaurs and tearing them apart and kind of breaking them apart. And I just I like the prehistoric aspect. And so far with the ones that I've seen for like uh, Forbidden West, they don't inspire me as much in terms of like, wow, that looks super cool. Like, okay, yeah, that looks like a snake. That looks like a turtle. Like, I get that. It's just it's not as cool as robotic dinosaurs. There's definitely also some... that game's gonna need a recap because I do not remember any of the characters except oh, Aloy. Neither. <laughs> there, there is a little bit of that too. There's, there's definitely gonna be some work that needs to be done going in because I mean, it, it's definitely a game that I think now that I've looked at it since, like, okay, it's an open world game. I did say to you, I think privately, Kaylin, at one point that I'm really worried that I might actually hate that game because I've really had trouble with open world games in the last little while. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm hoping that this game kind of bucks that trend because again. The big thing that did get me the first time was obviously the the environments, the fact that, again, it's it's a more unusual setting than we're used to, the enemy types being a lot different, the way the combat is structured is a little bit different than what we're used to. It's not just your same, like, go around, stab things quietly, and then tail somebody for two hours, or, you know, go around the map and snipe something, you know, 30 miles away from here so you can get some terrorist organization down, at least this time. There is some difference to it, but I think like a lot of people have complained about with the first game, I think this is where the game needs to really step up its story. Like I didn't like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you the story is amazing in in the first game, but it was intriguing enough to at least keep me interested. This was serviceable. I think it's got to go beyond that. It's got to go like, okay, I need to really pull something from this one that makes me go. All right. This is where horizons really set itself. It's like, okay, this is now a big series moving forward. It needs, it needs to do the, uncharted 2 to uncharted 1 kind of thing yeah i i would say so like it needs to finally have that moment where we're like okay this isn't just like a new ip that's finding its footing now we need to know okay it can stand on its own two legs this thing's going to be a consistent thing that shows up every year kind of like what the last of us has been started has been showing now that it's struck twice uncharted obviously like you said before god of war you know it's it's well it's hell it's had its second round of of footing so you know it's it's definitely one of those things where it's like okay We've seen that you can at least make a pretty competent game. Now show us you can make a really competent world. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric, what's, what uh, what about you? What are some of the games that you're looking for? What, what's the what's one you're looking forward to the soonest? Um, so I was going to wait on reviews for this, but there were leaked copies that were put out and seems to be getting good praise. And that's Pokemon Legends Arceus. Uh, I was those trailers really didn't show me anything. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, didn't give me any confidence in the game looking at it because the graphics obviously didn't look great. One of the trailers, the frame rate wasn't looking, it didn't look great. Yeah, but there, there were some the, not great memes about the way that game was looking in comparison to others, so. Yeah, but then looking this past week where there were leaked copies going out around, um, a lot of people seem to be loving this game. There's, there are people I see that are saying that like, this is the best Pokemon game ever, basically. And I'm a lot more interested in now because I was going to wait for reviews for it. But now it's seeming that I should like pick, at least try to pick it up on day one. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully like the credit, like hopefully it's a situation similar to, to Halo where like they, they get that feedback that they're like, okay, yeah, we do need to optimize and improve it. And I mean, once again, graphics and all that don't necessarily, you know, relate to a, to a good game or, or a bad game. So I like, it's possible that the gameplay makes up for any shortcomings that might, be in terms of optimization yeah so i'm, I'm very interested in it. I'm, i want to see like if this game does well if to continue on with this formula or if they go back to the traditional formula you know yeah i mean I that door is fine it seems like it's it's a license to print money i think just what a lot of people are saying especially with the last uh last major pokemon like 
release that they did, which I can't believe I'm forgetting the name of it. Was it was it Sword and Shield or yeah, or Diamond saying... Sword and something? Yeah, Shield? so they had they had the I think it was like two years ago at this point where it was Sword and Shield, and they just recently did a remake of Diamond and Pearl. And oh, as fine. someone who grew up with Diamond and Pearl, that game, the remake is not. It's nothing new. If you played the originals, you don't need to play this one. Yeah, I think what a lot of people were saying too, it's like, okay, if you're going to suddenly take this into the 3D world, you really got to put a little bit more effort in. From what I'm seeing from this trailer, because I actually haven't looked much into uh, Legends Arceus because I don't own a Switch and I haven't really been a big Pokemon guy since like really Ruby Sapphire that, you know, if, if, you know, I want to date myself a little bit here. (laughs) But uh, it's it's one of those things where some games just don't repeat very well with me and Pokemon's been that kind of weird one where like I try to get back in. I went and tried to play X and Y, you know, when that came out. And I realized really quickly, I'm like, yeah, no, this this has always been like a formula that I've been burnt out on and it's just not interesting anymore. So like what I am seeing, though, at least with Arceus, like it looks or RCS, I don't know how it's actually pronounced. It's um, it definitely has a bit of a different feel to it. One that I actually like kind of like the way that it looks now. It looks it seems like a little more involved rather than just being, you know, the old school collect and fight over and over again kind of random battle stuff. So I think at least if this is the direction they want to turn to, it may not be a bad one because at least at least it gives some differentiation into it because you you can always do both. You can still have both formats and just, you know, stagger their releases and it's and it works out pretty nicely. So at least from what I see here, it seems like they're taking some steps to at least, you know, try to have for lack of a better word, evolve. It's the series a little bit. But I mean, yeah. again, it, it comes down to is are people really enjoying it? And if the early reviews are saying as such, I'm glad to hear that because I've always felt like the series has been getting stale for a while now. Yeah, I agree yeah, with that. Kind of it's almost like that Metroid Dread kind of experience where it needs something to kind of revitalize it and put it back on the radar. Yeah. So for me, I like I kind of mentioned, I I'm excited for Horizon, but uh I'm also kind of curious about Sifu and seeing where that goes. Like that looks very cool, that martial arts kind of game. Um where like it sort of seems like you're aging as you go like i think that's gonna be a really interesting game i'm excited to see where that lands um that's one that i definitely have some curiosity about and it's been getting a big push so i'm hoping that that translates well and that you know they believe in it so yeah for me it's 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 sifu just that kind of something different right it kind of has like a bit of a john wick martial arts style movie and i'm kind of down for that yeah it kind of, it kind of looks like a much more um like an even more battle focused, like sleeping dogs kind of. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's I, one for I, me. I imagine I will get, if I end up playing that game at some point, I imagine I'm going to hate it for the first little bit. Cause it's probably going to whip my ass. Like most of those kind of games do. Oh yeah. Which I'm sure is the point. You're supposed to get better and better. See, I'm really hoping that Sifu becomes the PlayStation, like the uh, PlayStation plus game for February. That would be awesome. I would not complain if that was the case. Actually, no, I'm surprised. It's right around this time that we'd start seeing what the rumor uh, release for the for the next month's going to be, and we haven't seen those leaks. Yeah, yet. it would typically be probably Thursday. We typically, I think, find out on Thursdays, and they get released on Tuesdays. I yeah, think. so usually we'd yeah, see we'd so. see at least some sort of a leak pretty soon. So if I don't see it in the next couple of days, I'll be pretty surprised because usually around this time you start having all these different posts being like rumor it's going to be these three games, and lately it's we actually been dead on for a while. So we should start the rumor right now. Seafood's gonna be the PlayStation uh, Plus game for yeah. I'm not February. gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put anything towards that because uh, if it happens, I call on it. My my lack of reputation is really already preceding me, and I don't need to make it any worse. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, Adam, what else, what's what's the next game you're you're excited for for 2022? Uh, at least in terms of games that I know are released, there's only one other one, and that's uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, which is yeah. definitely uh, which is definitely one that I'm. I'm really, really excited for it at the same time terrified of because every time I play Borderlands, I play about five hours of it and go, wow, I've done everything I think I want to here. And there's like 40 hours to go. So there is that like hope that this one, because of it's just over the top humor, that it kind of saves it a little bit more. And also, I feel like this is definitely going to be one I play with people, which I think is the biggest problem with a lot of Borderlands playing that I've been doing is that it's always been solo and it's not nearly as fun that way. Yeah. But again, like... It's a game where it's going to be straight stupid comedy. Like that, it seems like that's the kind of thing that even if I was playing alone, I can get a little bit more mileage out of because I'm going to be like having a really, really dumb grin on my face for a good chunk of it. Yeah, that one for me is uh, is an interesting one because like I I don't know how that game is going to play because like I saw like the open world like the top down map kind of thing and that looked weird. Like I don't know if it's going to be how it's going to work, um, but I'm kind of curious like that whole Dungeons and Dragons tabletop kind of experience seems really intriguing especially considering like i got into D recently so 
kind of exciting to see how they use the tropes for that. Eric, are you keeping an eye out for Tiny Tina's Wonderland, or where do you fall in that excitement? I'm I'm interested in it. Um, me and a couple of friends played Borderlands two a couple of years ago, and we really enjoyed that game a lot. But we haven't really touched any of the DLC. We haven't really touched any other Borderlands games since. So I have another friend who's like a huge Borderlands friend. Fan, uh, fan and he played borderlands 3 and he wasn't too happy about it so he's up he's cautious about this one as well but from the trailers this one looks pretty fun i know this is based off like the dlc they had in borderlands 2 which was pretty good from what i heard yeah i, I, so, I played i want to say about halfway through it just recently just because it was i can't remember what it was free on but i got it free somewhere i think it might have been epic now that i think about it and it is, it's, it's fun, but it's the same mistake that Borderlands always seems to have, or like, especially if you're playing solo or you're, you're, you're not playing with friends or like coming back every once in a while. It's not a game that I feel like I can play for an extended period of time because it's so samey for a lot of it. And I think what I hope to, again, with this is that what they'll do with the, with this storyline and the way that like, at the very least, like the jokes are going to be something that kind of keeps you coming back and you're not like getting too bogged down and playing the same combat over and over. Because when I did play the little bit of um, Tiny Tina's Assault on the Keep or whatever the, the full name of it was, you know, this, the quests were very similar and a lot of it was very samey. But every once in a while, there'd be that one joke that makes me like burst out laughing. And I'm like, OK, OK, I'm good for another half an hour until I, I remember that I'm playing the same copy and paste quests again. Yeah, for me, it's good. This could be my first foray into like a, a proper Borderlands game. So it'll be interesting to see. I've always liked the combat. It's just it's just one of those things where like I feel like if they if they really condense that into like a really strong 10 to 15 instead of like a long open world 30 plus, like it would probably get some better mileage out of it. Yeah, and that one that that game, we don't have to wait too long. That one's coming out in March. So yeah. Well, Eric, what about based, you? Based, uh, on, based on the list, there's not much coming up after March, so we're we're kind of waiting hey, on all that. You are missing one key one, sir. Uh I'll let Eric go first. Go ahead, Eric. Yeah, I have another couple here. Um, I'm going to quickly mention the Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection only because I haven't played Lost Legacy. And I, I think there's an offer where if you own either Uncharted 4 or Lost Legacy, you can get the whole bundle on PS5 for $10. So I'm going to do that just to get Lost Legacy. That's pretty sweet. And I think if you like buy the game, you get a ticket to go see the movie. So Yeah, free ticket, I guess. I, I don't know how incentive that is. Yeah, how bad incentive that is, but... Yeah, I was going to say, based, based on the trailers of the movie, I'm like, I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing or a bad thing yet, because that trailer makes me a little bit suspect. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's also just tickets, at this time, like, it. it's also, it's also like, I don't know, like, incentivizing people to go, like, to the movies, like, I, I don't know, with COVID right now, it's like, I don't know if I really want to, if that, it's that a good idea true. to incentivize people to go, so, yeah. If, if somebody's I, like, hey, like, go buy this game and you'll get free tickets to Doctor Strange, you'd be like, well, crap. Like, I'm already kind of torn of going to see that movie in May anyway because COVID. I don't know what's going to be happening in four more months. Yeah. But hey, that's I mean, a four, everyone, that's everyone, a four everyone's different now. on that I don't one. Even, when's the Uncharted movie supposed to be coming out anyway? Isn't it, like, pretty soon? I don't know. I feel like it's in March or something. I don't know the exact date. Let's see. Do we have a... Oh, that's really soon. That's February 18th. Oh, dear. That's oh. really soon. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, really then. Soon. Uh, I'm that definitely not seeing good. that in theaters. Yeah. <laughs> I was not planning on, on doing anything in in large gatherings until at least the spring. So, uh, sorry, Uncharted. You're going to have to wait. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, for me, in April, one of the games I'm looking forward to is the LEGO Star Wars collection. That game is far overdue, and I know there's some controversy going on with... Uh, with crunch and stuff, which that kind of raises some alarm bells in the sense that this game was supposed to come out a while ago. So I don't know what the development's been like for this game, but I love the Lego series. It's one of the few games that, you know, my wife and I, you know, got into, we platinum, the Marvel Lego Marvel's Avengers. I think that was the one. And they're just fantastic games. They're so much fun to play. Um, and yeah, so I think, I think that's one I'm really excited to play being a huge Star Wars fan. Let's it see, just it hits seems that like they've thing always of, nailed the game. Lego games really well too. Like I haven't heard much of a crossword about any like any of the Lego games. They always seem to do exactly what they set out to do. Yeah, they're they're formulaic as hell, and like they're they're not hard or like there's nothing surprising them. But they what they do, they just do it really well. And it's just it's easy to get in. Well, I mean, it's play. not supposed not to be a... anything too crazy. It's Lego. Like it's supposed to be for for young kids. You don't want to make it like it's not supposed to be the Dark Souls of games. I, as much as I'm sure some people would like that, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. This so I'm just excited game. for that one. It's an easy one to get my get my wife into, and anytime I get a chance to 
play video games with her, I'm all down for that. Yeah, this new one looks interesting. Like, it, it seems like something that has never been done for like the Lego series because it's now they're usually like top downish. I I don't want I don't think they're topish downish, but like something like that. And now it seems like it's more like a third person, like more up close, and it seems a lot more interesting. It already yeah, it's better than what Battlefront usually does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's one for me. The other one I'm just going to throw out real quick, and I'm going to get some hate for this. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the next-gen Cyberpunk 2077 upgrade. So I'm looking forward to it, too, so when it fails, I can still make fun of it more. No. Or it actually uh, is good, I, and I finally get to enjoy it. Either way, I, I win. It's just which win do I get? I don't think CD Projekt Red can afford to have this game come out lackluster again. I mean, Eric, you say you that, but <laughs> where do you we've seen Stranger Things. Have so you played a... it? Where do you fall on Cyberpunk? What's your thoughts? So, I haven't played it yet. Um, me and a bunch of friends were like, we're kind of hyped on it like everyone else was when that game was like about to release. And then seeing how it was kind of turned me off. My friends still played it on PlayStation 4 and Godspeed to them, but I, could, I wouldn't be able to handle, handle that at all. No, so, I, I played it on a PS5 and I felt like that was acceptable. But that and I was also like patch 1.2, I think, at that point. So yeah, I played it on but... PS5. I was very happy to put that thing down after 30 minutes. I'm like, no, 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 this isn't working. No, I'm excited. Yeah. I, like, I really want I want CD Projekt Red to kind of have a comeback story and, and succeed here. So oh, I'd love to see them do what No Man's Sky does, where like people play what it's what was it was originally going to be when it came out and be like, oh, this is what it is. And like, we're happy for them, but at the same time, we're like, why couldn't have you done that two years ago? Why was that so hard? Yeah. But that's like 90% of games these days. It's like, hey guys, you know that thing that you patched after the last 12 months? Why couldn't have you just, you know, done that 12 months ago or just waited to release it when it was this well polished? Yeah. But you know, the industry is what it is these days, so. The industry. Uh, yeah. Anyone else got any more games that they want to mention? I know there's one that's probably lingering at least. Maybe oh, two. I got plenty, but I mean, all of this is now like TBA or like may not even be out this year. But I mean, it's things to okay. talk about. I mean, the big one, obviously, be God of War Ragnarok. Okay, yeah. We're talking the yeah. big one. Like, I'm assuming the likelihood is we're looking at that either in it's either going to be like a late summer or it's going to be like a holiday season release. I think is what they're probably shooting for. I be I wouldn't be surprised if it gets pushed to say like a March release next year. But because, I, I mean, again, Omicron might have screwed up a little bit here at, at the tail end of production. But, like the vibes that I've gotten seems mostly like they were trying to get this out for this year. It's just a matter of can they now? Because, again, we don't we have no indication of how how deep they are in into development. So. But that's definitely one that I think obviously so we're still even waiting for like the, the first like really big trailer for it. So that that's all got to be coming soon. Well, I think if I remember the last God of War came out. Was it? 2018, like, I believe. Yeah, but was it like November? Was it November or was it Let like I want to say April, March? It was April 20th, 2018. Yep. Yeah. So I think I think you're right. Like I think we might get like a Ghost of Tsushima kind of experience where they drop it midsummer kind of thing. And if not, then I see it going right till being like a, a November game. Yeah, like I, I don't see them putting it like like too close to Horizon. I feel like they'll probably want to spread them a little bit. So if we're going to see it, mm. I, I figure it'll be the second half of this year. And mm. it's just a matter of is it like the early half of that second half or is it going to be more towards like Christmas season? See, I think it's more in line towards this summer because I can't remember the last time that Sony had a big exclusive come out in, in December, or like the, the Christmas holiday season. I feel like... I feel like Sony backs off a little bit so that they're not competing for everyone's attention. It would also be a big thing to drop if you were like, say, doing your big like yearly thing in like, I don't know, let's say I know E3 was supposed to be in June. Let's say they decided to do something in June and be like, hey, two months from now, get ready. Just yeah. smack that yeah. down and just be like August. I don't know. Let's let's see. What's what's a Tuesday in August this year? Let's just say August 16th. Boom. Done. And just slap it that. on there and we'll all be like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm down for that. I think, I think most of us would be. Even, even me, the guy who didn't even like the original God of War trilogy, I'm down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Eric, what else do you have on your list? Uh, Elden Ring. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. So my friends, they got me into Souls games and uh, haven't beaten all of them. But right now we're going through Dark Souls 3 and having a hell of a time. And nice. just seeing this be like an open world more, 
it seems to be like a little more accessible with all the, like the quality of life features they seem to be adding to it. So I'm really interested to see like how this game performs. It's obviously going to do do well, but I want to see like if the people like compare it to like the Breath of the Wild of Dark Souls or whatever. So that's coming up pretty soon as well. All, yeah. all I know is, is I have tried so many times to play those games and I make it about an hour in before I go, this is no longer fun. I am getting absolutely <laughs> destroyed. I did play a little bit of Bloodborne with friends who are really good at it. And it's a little more fun when you have somebody carry you. But you put me in solo, I'm going to cry like a little baby for about an hour and then go, yep, and I'm done. Bye bye. Yeah. I know, yeah, I, I've is... been told I should try at least Sekiro to see if there's any hope in saving me on these things. No, but... Sekiro is a different beast. Sekiro is brutal. Sekiro is one of the few games that I bought and I, I sold it back because I just. I, I am not good and I don't have the time or patience to get good. So I was yeah, like, these no, days you. if I want to play something hard, I'll just go play like some of those like f- like indie like trying to be like Shinobi or Ninja Gaiden or uh, or Castlevania that you can see on like Game Pass, like a uh, Cyber Shadow, which is r- about to come off the store there. Where I'm like, okay, this is hard, but I can at least get past a couple levels. Yeah, I'm sort of good. I'm excited to see like the open world concept and like. I'm going to pay attention to Elden Ring and see where it comes out, but I am not. I don't think that's a game for me. Yeah, it really does feel like I'm coming to that point now where it's like, all right, if it has From Software on the name of it, I, I should probably just stay away. Yeah. <laughs> for my own safety, I mean, for my own sanity. I just, I don't have a lot of time to game and I don't have the, the time to grind and, and like make very little progress in, my, in the time that I have, so. Yeah. yeah. But it looks cool. Like the, I, I always like the look of like from soft games and I want to get into them, but I just don't, I am very much of the advocate of, you know, I want an easy mode in those games. I know it's not their style, but I don't know. That's what it would take for me to get into it. Yeah. I also just want to quickly shout out strangers of paradise, final fantasy origin. I'm not <laughs> going to pick that game up at all, but I'm interested to see like where that goes. Like, have I don't want to play, play the chaos meme game. Please don't make me play the chaos <laughs> meme game. <laughs> I don't yeah, want to have like, to go to kill chaos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that game, I, I don't know what Square is thinking with that game. They seem to be like well aware of like how wacky it seems to be. Because that latest trailer, they play, um, I, feel, I believe it's like a Frank Sinatra song in it. And I'm just like, you guys, you guys know what you're doing here. Square has known what they're doing since about, mm, let's say, 12, where they're like, hey, we know what you guys like, but we're going to prove that we can give you anything and you'll play it. And it's yeah. worked. I just imagine there's like a boredom. They're like, huh, can't believe that went that worked. Let's try something out. Let's try well, and get well, make yeah, it weird. They got three 13 games to release. Of course yeah. they can. They just said, screw it. Let's just keep doing it and see if it works. And it does because Final yeah. Fantasy fans are some of the most like, well, let's be honest, uh, easily manipulated fans that I think I've seen in gaming next to like, you know, EA sports gamers. But, you know, eh. I'm yeah. I'm I'm still a little bit suspect of 16, which is why I'm not going to talk about them. I don't even think it's coming out this year anyway, but I'm not, I don't want to talk about them because I'm I'm a little worried. Man, I want to believe so much. I'm going to yeah. throw one out there, and this is just hit my quota of being the most. I feel like I talk about it every week now, uh, but I'm excited for Dune Spice Wars. Being a huge Dune fanboy and of stuff, but I am. Are. I am so excited for Dune Spice Wars. Like, did you not play the original Dune 2 RTS when that came out? Like, that I game was a dope. Dune RTS, but I don't re- like it was probably one of those was ones only that one. came either like in a cereal box or something, because I don't know how my parents would have gotten hold of it otherwise when I was a kid. Yeah, like the one like you have like troops. Because like I grew up like my first real like I played Mario and I played all that crap. But like I remember playing RTS games on my computer, like Age of Empires, Command Conquer. And then there's this game called Dune, and I have no idea what the hell Dune is, but I'm on this desert planet, and there's, like, worms coming up and just eating my forces, and I'm like, this is the coolest stuff ever. And so then it just became a game. I would just walk my troops along the map until a worm came and ate them. Yeah, for sure. So I'm excited to see what Dune Spice Wars looks like in, in 2022. Uh, you know, coming up, I just, I'm a huge Dune fan, and to have more Dune and have an RTS could go back to that route. Like, I don't feel like there's a lot of big RTSs now. With a caveat, I know that Age of Empires did come out this year or last year, so like, don't at me. But you know, I'm excited for more RTSs and and Dune especially. It's a oh for sure. It's a property that I feel is finally getting its comeuppance. I I think a lot of people are at that point where like they're they're really missing like a bunch of like really good old school RTS games. I think that's why I've seen some people not not to bring it back to last week's episode, but the whole Activision bio. A lot of people are kind of hoping that StarCraft gets a bit of a a bit of a resurgence again because of it down the road. Mm-hmm. 
So I, I think a lot of people, like, especially now with Dune coming back to, like, there's some of those old days kind of being relived. So I think that's that's what a lot of people are hoping for. Can you imagine well. what Game Pass would be like if they if they put StarCraft onto Game Pass? Oh, good Lord. Like, I know there's a huge there's a huge following for StarCraft. And you just say, like, hey, StarCraft, you know, three is on Game Pass. That thing's going to skyrocket. Yeah, I mean, there there were there would immediately be a big esports scene for it already again. So mm-hmm. I, I, I'm pretty sure that if a StarCraft three gets announced, I'm pretty sure like all of South Korea is going to be getting getting ready because they're going to be getting ready to do like basically their version of the of the E Olympics, because holy shit, is it a sport in Korea? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I know. Like, it's a huge it's huge out there. Um, So, yeah, I think it would be it's it's inevitably going to happen. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm just going to kind of knock off two on my list and then I'll, I'll, I'll leave it with you guys. Uh, the two that I like, I clearly am not going to be able to play, but I'm excited for, and I want to hopefully one day get a chance to play them. Uh, Starbreeze. I'm curious to see what this looks like. Are we going to get more of a fallout three Skyrim esque Bethesda game, or are we going to get more like a fallout 76 kind of experience with this one? So, um, Wait, I'm not thinking of Starbase. I'm not thinking. I'm thinking the wrong. I was about one, to say, I'm like, you're talking Starfield. I'm talking Starfield. Oh my god, I'm having a brain fart. Starfield. <laughs> I was mean, like, uh, oh, I wonder if this is some indie game that I haven't heard of. Okay, and no, then you Star- said I'm thinking stuff. Star- I'm like, wait, is I don't know why Starfield? I thought Starbreeze. <laughs> yeah, Starfield. So yeah, I'm kind of excited to see. Like, is this a return to, you know, the better days of Bethesda, or is this going to be more of their kind of fall from grace kind of thing? Well, I mean. Based on based on the predictions I took a bet on, we're not even going to see it this year. So uh, yeah, I'm they're cutting it very close. It'll, Eric, be, where inter- do you it'll fall? be interesting to see. That's for sure. Where do you fall with uh, Starbreeze Starfield? I almost did it again. <laughs> I'm changing it right now. So I'm not really much of a fan of Western RPGs. I just can't really get into them most of the time. Um, I tried Fallout. I've tried Elder Scrolls. Um, the only one I really well, I New Vegas. I put a ton of time into. I never finished it um assassin's Neither. creed like these the these newer ones are just not for me i put like 50 hours into odyssey and i just got burnt out on it i couldn't play any more of that so that that is odyssey in a nutshell though you got to be yeah, real committed you got the true odyssey experience yeah yeah <laughs> you got the experience so starfield i mean i'll try it out because it's on game pass but i don't think i'll stick with it if it's like the normal bethesda formula yeah did you ever play the witcher the witcher 3 no uh, that's the one i haven't tried out yet I feel like that's one you need to try. That's I think I would say that's the pinnacle of Western RPG. And it, and it says something too, because I didn't even like, play, I tried both one and two and I didn't like them at all. And then I played three and I went, oh, okay, no, this is, this is really good. I think it's because they, they at least found like that good middle ground of like, it was approachable for newer players, but still had the complexity if you were, if you were a much more like loyal, like old school guy. Yeah. There was something kind of like a Marvel movie where it's like, Hey, if you're new here, this is fully acceptable, uh, like accessible, but if you stuck around with us, you know, you're going to get more out of it. Yeah. I think you said, you and just stick, yeah, I was going to say, and sticking with game pass. The other one I, 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 I'm kind of eager to see is stalker too. Uh, I've never played the stalker series, but like, they've always interested me that whole, it, it's got that Metro vibe and I just really like it. So hope that game does well. And hopefully one day I'll have an opportunity to play it. So, but that's another one that I think looks really cool. Yeah. And from a smaller studio. So like not small, but like a less, powerhouse studio you, you always like, want to see was, you always want to see more ip get get you know really really good so we can see more big names in there so mm-hmm. yeah uh eric do you have any more on your list um just have like a couple few more like persona 4 arena ultimax i'm probably gonna pick that up just just cool. why not um uh, looking through the to be announced stuff um i saw final fantasy 7 ever crisis I'm, i know it's a mobile game and stuff like that but i do I do like how they're trying to package the entire compilation into that game. And I want to see like how, how friendly it's going to be because it's free to play. There's probably going to be gotcha in it. So I want to see how that's going to be. And uh, I want to get your guys' opinion on this. Do you guys think we'll see the Breath of the Wild sequel this year? If you, mean, yeah. if you mean an actual release? Uh... No, I say yeah. I think they'll do it. I wouldn't be shocked if it was only because it's been so quiet on a Nintendo front. I think they need to have something big this year at somewhere at the end. Well, Adam, you're wrong. It's Nintendo. They don't need to do anything. They do what they want and you just follow. I, them. I, I know. I know. But like for the sake of for the like, I, look, I know Nintendo can Nintendo gamers are can be a little bit sheepish. 
but I'm trying to give them stuff for for them. I want them to have have Breath of the Wild this year. I mean, you know that classic, you know that classic slogan, Nintendo, whatever the hell they want. I, I think Nintendo at this point, like if if at worst we will at least know when it's coming out this year. I just don't know. Like I could I I could probably put like a fifty fifty on if it comes out this year at this point. Yeah, I, just, like, I don't think they have anything else. Like I think that like, and I think if they announce anything else, the 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 outcry would be where the hell is Breath of the Wild? So I think yeah, I think it will come out this year. Yeah, I can see it happening. Nintendo does like to announce stuff and then like give a release date for like a couple months later. So there's mm-hmm. that. Yeah, well, I feel like that, they would that's why it's like a wanna... coin flip to me because but if they say fair, anything about it, chances are it's coming. Nintendo also likes to announce games and then have them disappear for years on end. So like yeah. they go both ways. What are you <laughs> talking about? No, of... We never we never heard a thing about Metroid Prime Four. It didn't exist. Stop pretending like it did. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been three years since they did that reboot announcement. It's just a Mandela. It's a Mandela. It's been like a fifteen year project. I think Half Life Three has been has been in in mystery less than Prime Four has. Yeah. What else do you have, Eric? Um, I think that's about it, really. Cool. Final Fantasy Adam. 16, I'm like half and half of that comes out this year. So Yeah, I think, I think they're probably spending more of their time on Forspoken anyway, so I would imagine yeah, 16 is something we'll out. see probably more towards next year, maybe even 2024 at this point. I, I can see that being early early 2023. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I can see 2023. Year. Yeah. Adam, what else do you have on your list for looking forward to for 2022? All right, I'll do, I'll do one more that's, you know, not my, my, my weeb shit or any of my, uh, my really, really silly indie stuff, but um, this is not necessarily I'm excited for. It's I just want to see if it's a shit show or not. I want to know what Hogwarts Legacy actually freaking looks like after all this time. That's the big one for me. We've seen so many, like, things of what's happening to it, but we haven't ever really seen proper gameplay footage, but there was, like, that leak a couple of years ago showing what it might have looked like. I just want to, like, if this thing is coming out, I just want to see how it plays so I can finally make that, that like, I just want to say, okay, this looks like it's going to be an utter pile of crap, or be like, oh, crap, they might actually save this thing, because I've been saying for years that this thing is going to be a mess and there's nothing stopping it. So I w- if if it's going to be a train wreck, just let me see the train wreck. <laughs> That's all I want. Yeah, I I, I don't know if that one's gonna. Because who's making that Hogwarts game? I couldn't even tell you. Like, it's, is that WB? It's been in. I think it might be. It's been such devil. It's being done by Avalanche with uh, Warner Brothers Publishing. Now that I've looked it up. Because I know I know Warner Brothers is also doing like those two DC games as well. So like they've got a lot, and I can't yeah. imagine them shooting all those out uh, in one year. Well, I mean, Hogwarts Legacy has been like a 10 year thing, so, you know, it should have been done a while ago. But, you know, sometimes things just work out that way. Yeah, I can see it going. And then in terms of just like smaller stuff, like I want to see I want to see Metal Slug Tactics because, my God, that thing looks so retro and and old school and reminds me of of like Final Fantasy Tactics. And I want to play that so badly. Then there's... um, uh, sea of Stars, which is an indie RPG that's uh, the composer is the same composer of the Chrono games, Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross. Mm-hmm. And then as a, I can't remember if it was on the show or before the show, Kaylin mentioned uh, Coffee Talk Episode 2, Hibiscus and Butterfly. And um, that is like, that was like my game of the year when that when I played that game. So like, <laughs> I can't wait to have another game where I just watch like aliens and furries just, you know, come to my little coffee shop and order it and I chill the hell out for like four hours. That's just, it's always been my jam. It's never going to stop being my jam. Just like, like how Unpacked was really fun for me. Like anything that's just really chill and doesn't end up like stressing me out in any way like i can't hate it it's it's so good and the music is so good too so it's it's so hard for me not to like it yeah no i saw that one i figured you'd be excited for that no i well, I, I i i keep my favorites so close to my chest that you never know what they are i've never talked about all these things that i really really love you're a puzzle wrapped in an enigma delivered in you know mystery yes all of those things <laughs> awesome well yeah it sounds like there's a lot to look forward to for for 2022 um if it even arrives we still have a lot to look forward to that we still don't know when or if it's coming so yeah it's it's gonna be exciting to see what sticks the landing and gets delivered this week or this year uh speaking of this week uh terrible segue but um one of the things we thought we'd talk about this week was um 
coming up with a, a, a couple ideas for gaming starter packs. So I pose the question to you guys, uh, you know, if you were to pick five games to make a starter pack to present games to someone who doesn't play them, um, I'm not giving you any sort of criteria. You could choose however you want to do this, but what five games would you do as a gaming starter pack to try and show someone the medium and get it like, and get them into it? Um, okay. I figure what we could do is we could do it. Does, do you guys just want to do one game at a time? We'll kind of do one, two, three and go around. I think we might have different, I think we might have different reasons for why we pick things. So I think it probably makes more sense if we each do like our whole pack so we can kind of explain like why we're choosing the five that we are. Sure. Okay. Well, why don't we, uh, why don't we do that? Um, Adam, do you want to go first? I might as well. So I kind of did it just based on, okay, what I wanted to do is I wanted to give like a couple of really old games to kind of give people an early thing. And then I want to see like how it's evolved. And I kind of wanted to like make sure that I divvied it up to as many genres as possible. So I ended up coming up with these five. So I started with Tetris as like the base because I feel like that is the the best game to go with. If you're ever if you're ever putting somebody into in into any sort of gaming controller for the first time, that's the easiest way to drop them in. And it is a pretty addictive game. You already start them down the road and, and we're getting there. After that, I would then put them into platformers, because again, that's not too big a climb. And you could go with any of the Mario games, but I, but I always default to Mario World as like my personal favorite. I know everybody else would be like, oh, they go with the original, they'll go to three, some even go to 64. I'd rather stick to the side scroller thing to kind of ease it in slower. And I, and I think World just has like the charm to it that I think really, really adds to it. Also, like the SNES just looks so timeless, so it, it doesn't even make it feel like you'd be playing an older game. Actually, now that I think about it, let me let me adjust Tetris and go to Tetris Effect because I think it's also the best version of Tetris that's out today. So I would also use that. Um, after that, I would start getting into more story, more complex stuff. I go into JRPG land and I throw out Final Fantasy VI because I do think that's the best example of storytelling I've played in any game. Also, I think it is one of the best that are easily that are easily approachable enough, and then also has enough complexity to it that it does make it by the end that you get at least a little more of a sense of more complex systems. And then that's when the old school stuff dies, and we throw in a couple of big ones. So I throw in, I'm cheating technically because I'm it's technically one game, but it's on one disc, so I'm giving them the Mass Effect trilogy because disqualified. I feel like. You can't, I can't give them one because one is no nowhere near as good as two and three, but I can't give them two because then it's going to be really weird trying to play that story and not knowing a goddamn clue of what's going on. But I found like the trilogy to me for Mass Effect was one of the best examples of what Western RPGs can do and also what, how a shooter game can actually be not just about blowing shit up or about killing Nazis or about killing, you know, evil Russians all the time, where they found a way to not only make it really fun to play in the gameplay aspect, but also tell a really good story and have a really good world around it. And then really just, and I, I thought about putting the last of us in there, but because I'm not a big fan of it personally, I didn't want to put it in there. I want to make sure I'm putting stuff in there that I can attest to. So I threw in, even though it's not technically the brightest thing to do, but I approached it without even really remembering much of the original games. I put it on uncharted four because I thought that game was so well done and it's a great aspect of like, okay, here's where games pretty much are today. But I mean, when we're going to have like the big collection coming out soon, you could almost replace it with that and it would work just as well. I was going to say, so you're saying Mass Effect 1, 2, 3, because you don't want to jump them in halfway through a story, but you're going to go Uncharted 4? The culmination of like a generation of I, games? I am coming in from a personal bias that I really didn't feel like I needed to play the past stories because it really did feel like when you go into Indiana Jones, like the newer movies, and you're like, oh, it's a guy that's just raiding shit. Like, I did understand a little bit of what was being said in Uncharted 4 because I did play through the original trilogy but a while ago before I popped in. You're going to be again. so confused when you're talking to his brother and he's like, hey, I heard you do this. And you're not going to know how to respond because you didn't do any of the other things that he's talking about. I watch movies where they constantly reference things that never have actually been shown in any movies because it's the first movie they ever did. They're just like, hey, remember that time we did that thing in Havana? And, they're, and they all talk about it and we're like, yeah, that was probably some cool things that we never saw. Hey. <laughs> Well, I'm used to it. It's okay. Like you, I assume most of the people that are going to be playing these care packages that we send them have watched like movies before that do this. So I don't think it's going to be that uncommon to them. But I guess I could cheat and just put in the the big collection that's coming soon anyway. So there, there's my cheat to get that into. There's your. So there, there's my like twelve games that I'm putting in this package. Condensed into five. <laughs> K 
can't follow instructions. Can't can't follow a simple assignment, Adam. I really wanted to find something to replace Mass Effect 2, but I couldn't. And I'm like, well, I can't just throw the Mass Effect 2 either. It doesn't work. Fair enough. Eric, what about you? How did you approach this and, and what games did you choose? Okay, so I also went with like different genres here. Um, I don't think I, I did it as like as specific as Adam where I'll do it like half old, half new. Uh, I just kind of basically put in whatever came to my mind at first. So I'm going to go with like a casual game. It's like Wii Sports, like the biggest like casual game there was. You Good know, one. Packaged with the Wii all the time. Simple control scheme, you know, you're just doing motions. Um, fun multiplayer. You know, you can play with a lot of the games with just one controller, bowling and golf, I believe, were like the two of them. Mm-hmm. And if you went anywhere that had a Wii, they had Wii Sports. Yeah. Um, retirement homes. You can go to a retirement home. They still have them there. Yeah. <laughs> and I can still play it and have fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. It, it appeals to everybody. Oh, yeah. Um, platformers. I So I was like debating between Super Mario World or Odyssey because Odyssey is such a great game. And I kind of went with Odyssey just because it's like a more modern, like 3D platformer. Um, I know they have like the assist mode in there. So like if you're having trouble with it, you can activate it and it'll tell you where to go. It'll, I think, I believe it gives you extra like lives as well. Um, you can also do co-op in it, even though it's like basic co-op, you can still do it. And pretty, the main game is just pretty easy. Like all those moons, you can like find like candy every, scattered around everywhere. Um, for RPGs, I actually did Final Fantasy X. Because I think that one, it, it, that's pretty easy to get into. That was like one of the first main Final Fantasies I played. And, you know, it's the first one that's voice acted. The story, Titus kind of acts as like your guide through the world because he, he's also new to the world of Spira. So when he learns something, you're basically learning it at the same time. Uh, the turn-based system, I felt like was like pretty, it, it's explained pretty well. You see the turn order in the top right. You see like, um, they teach you which party members are effective at what. And the spear grid, like, they they guide you a bit with the spear grid, but you can like branch out if you want to. And the game just still feels pretty modern. Like, especially the HD remasters, like that game holds up pretty well. Um FPS, I did Portal actually, because it's not combat focused, it's more puzzle focused. Yeah. And I kind of feel like it eases you into the mechanics they do and then layers it on top. It's a shorter game, so if if it's someone's not enjoying it too much, they can like hop out of it real quick. And I feel like it kind of teaches you like how to move in an FPS and aim as well. So I thought that'd I, be pretty good. I'm totally with you. So Portal was one of the games that I was considering, and I'll talk to you about my list. I'll talk, talk, touch on it a little bit in my list. But I think Portal is a good one. Like, it's really hard to introduce someone to, like, first-person shooters because they are so quick and so twitchy. So to have a situation where you, you know, there is very little in terms of, like, yes, there's some necessity for, you know, acting quick in some circumstances, but that ability to kind of pause and prepare yourself and then to pull the trigger yeah i i think portal was a great option there yeah and so this last one i really didn't know what to pick so i just did a racing one because it came to my head so Forza horizon 5 just came out and i feel like that one is super accessible like the accessibility in that game is insane i know i don't know if it's uh, in the updated yet but i know they were having american sign language be on screen for that and i thought that was pretty cool um you can basically play it any way you want like if you want a street race drag race stunts you want to knock down trees for all you know um, you get rewarded for doing almost anything in that game, to be honest. And you get rewarded with so many cars that if you find one that you like, you can basically keep it and like upgrade it and it'll still be relevant basically because they, they, uh, I don't know what the, they, they keep you within the tier that you do the match with. So if you do an A tier car, all the cars in that race are going to be A tier. No one's going to go above you. So there's that Forza Horizon, like my first racing, I don't want to say my first racing genre, but I'm not a racing guy and I still have fun with Forza Horizon. Yeah, I was debating putting a racing game on, on mine as well, but I ended up holding off on that. And I'll, I'll go through my list real quick. So what I tried to do is I tried to do a cascading scaffolding and kind of building up on each one. So I like I think everyone on like we all kind of chose one. I chose uh, Mario Brothers, like the original one, uh, with the thought being is that it is very simple, very approachable. And like that first like you know, world one level one thing is just so iconic in terms of how they go about teaching you all the mechanics in the first, basically entrance of the screen. And so I I like, I think that's a great way to get people started. It's linear in the sense that you really only go one way um, or three ways you go up, down and to the right. There's very little in terms of even going left. So it's very simple and easy to approach. Um, 
so that's kind of where I start on that one. I was thinking of Odyssey, but my concern with Odyssey is just dropping someone into that open world, like complete, like 360 kind of movement. And that was my my concern with the, doing that one. Um, the next one I had was Stardew Valley. And I can switch this easily with Animal Crossing, but I think I lean a little bit more towards Stardew Valley and that becomes a little bit more, you know, not necessarily here's a game that's not incredibly violent. Like I know you go into the mines and you fight some stuff there. So there is some danger, but you could just go about doing your business, just, you know, raising a farm and setting your own little expectations, kind of showing that, you know, games don't always are, are not always inherently like violence and, you know, that kind of stuff, but also kind of getting them used to that top down, go anywhere at your own pace, set your own goals, that kind of thing. That then transitions them to Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. And I think that's a good one for bringing them in. Once again, kind of jumping on that Stardew Valley. Controls are simple in the sense that, you know, you're not having to navigate a 3D camera. Um, and it just, it follows, um, it follows like, it has so many tropes that are just standard now in video games. Like the, you know, go and fight X amount of bosses or whatever. Get the power-ups, those unlock new rooms. Like I'm playing death store right now and man if you are looking for an old school link to the past kind of feel like that game hits it and i feel like it has so many tropes and so many things that just you see throughout video games even today that it's worthwhile kind of it gives people a good sense of, of video games now the problem i had was the jump from going like a 2d you know or top down to a full 360 camera sort of thing and so the one i went with was fallout 3 um, and I felt that follow three follow three hits a couple things. So one, I think I think the fact that you have like the VAT system that allows you to stop and kind of pause the game. So it's a good entrance to first person shooting that if you get overwhelmed, hit the VAT system and then you can kind of pause whether or not you actually shoot the guy or if you just use it as a way to kind of collect yourself. So it's, it's a good you know way to get into that first person shooting without overwhelming them like something like Doom. Uh, but I think it also kind of jumps and, and builds off of that Legend of Zelda where, hey, you can kind of go wherever you want. You have a bunch of missions to complete. Go and explore it and go through these dungeons, but get some used to that camera in third person. And then as Adam talked about, I would go. He was kind of hesitant about it, but I went with uh, The Last of Us. And I feel like this kind of represents, for me at least, the pinnacle of, of everything that was kind of shown here. You know, you've got the 3D controls, you've got the cameras. Um, it's a little bit more linear, but I feel like it kind of introduces the stealth genre a little bit with hiding from the clickers. But I think it also just kind of shows the pinnacle of like what gaming is now in the sense of, you know, they can be equivalent to like full out movies and stories and such. And so I feel like that kind of gets everyone from here's the simplest basic game to scaffolding up to the fact that you're now playing modern. And I put that in quotations, triple a gaming experiences and showing what the, what the medium is capable of. So, Yeah. Yeah, I had a, like a whole bunch of like games I wanted to put on here, but those are the five I decided. Because like, if you gave me like a ten, I I would have put like Super Mario Three D or Super Mario World. I would have put like Zelda. So these are all great choices. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like some of the ones that I would have put on there, like Portal was one that I was considering as well. Um, I was thinking like the Lego games would have been an awesome one. Um, Hitman was one, and then Overcooked was another one that kind of I thought of because that's a fun one that you can kind of play with others. And, and like the challenge isn't so much in the gameplay, like like it's not like it's a challenging game in the sense of like there's a lot to learn. The mechanics are just the chaos of it from having a bunch of people there. Yeah, like the kind of way that that I drew mine up was not necessarily hey play these five games in order. It's like hey play this, play play Tetris, get your start of it, at least start getting involved with it and start being like ready to go. Then you play Mar Mario World you know, get a feel for controls. And then you can, from then on, like, start moving, like, you can try other games around that sort of area and kind of get used to that. Then when you're ready, hey, you want to deal some more complex stuff? Go pop in Final Fantasy VI, start getting some more story-based stuff, get some more, like, complex systems and stuff. And then when you're really ready, take a pop in a Mass Effect, and that opens you up to doing other games that are in that genre. And then when you're ready to just go in full-blown, like, okay, this is where, where we are at now, then you pop in Uncharted and go nuts. Mm -hmm. And... I think we're missing out on the on the secret six one that we need to uh, forcefully subject people to, which is throw them in a VR headset and make them play Resident Evil. Uh, Resident oh God! Evil Seven. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to encourage them, Adam. Not giving. No, no, like, no, no. Once you know, they're once they're too far gone, that's when you throw them in there and be like, "All right, now we got you. Now you can't leave." <laughs> hope, you, hope you enjoy this, Grandma. Yeah. 
um yeah i think those are all like great lists i mean i think the one caveat and like the hard thing is like if ever you're trying to get someone into gaming you really have to kind of get them hooked on what interests them so i mean yeah. one of the things that like one of the games that surprised me was with jen is she's huge into spies and, and james bond and everything and she dove right into splinter cell like she loved splinter cell so that and like little big planet and that's another good one to put up there so you kind of find something that resonates with them and that i think is the key point i think for us we're just kind of looking from a gameplay perspective but yeah we're, we're also, also coming like up from our saying. own biases we're not like historians or anything so we can't take from like the annals of gaming history and go like all right mm -hmm. if you want to pick five games to start somebody with you know check these we're just like look these are the ones that we really like and think that they'd be good for people that have never played before you know it's mm -hmm. just kind of going off of what we think so we're all technically yeah. wrong but we're all right at the same time true except me i know i'm the most wrong that's how it always is <laughs> as long as you know <laughs> all right uh any uh, anything you guys want to add to close that up i think we're good okay. huh? all right let's wrap it up uh as always we finish up these episodes with a round of trophy stumpers uh eric i know we talked about this before we went on live but i just to give everyone a refresher so what'll happen is i'm going to give you guys 10 trophies from trophies or achievements from a game uh I've kind of selected these to kind of give you some clues and you guys have to guess which game it is. You do, I think, only get... How do we do it, Adam? Do you only get one guess or can you guess throughout? We've been kind of doing it's one guess, right? We kind, of, we kind of make it up as we go, but yeah, by the end of it, we'll have it like... Well, sorry, that's a lie. Like, eventually, if we have no answers, we come up with a guess, but I think we made it so that, like, if you have, like, a guess early in the round, I think maybe you can say a three-strike rule if you want to guess early. We'll do that. Let's do that. All right, you guys ready to go? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so option one. I'm gonna go with the these belong in a museum. Okay. Master Fletcher. Master. Okay. okay. English pedigree. Hmm. Okay, what do you got? What are you guys thinking so far? What do you guys have? Well, the English thing is kind of making me go, okay, like Assassin's Creed Unity, but I'm probably way off, so I'm not really, I'm not really digging too deep. I'm trying okay. not to. I'm trying not to get too far into like committing to anything yet because that's gonna that's gonna be that was a mistake I made with the Mad Max one where I got too deep in my <laughs> own head and messed it up. Fair enough. Eric, any thoughts? Where, where are you kind of leaning so far? I feel like that first one, it belongs in a museum. I feel like it's an Uncharted game, but if it was, I don't know which one exactly. Okay, okay. Uh, next fourth one, No Stone Unturned. Okay. Hmm. Voices of the Past. All right, I throw, that threw me off of whatever scent I just had. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And sixth clue is zipper. Z I P P E R. Oh, this is, is this all supposed to be one game? It's all th these are trophies from one game. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. Any any clues that stood out there where you guys sitting? So the three I just gave you, No Stone Unturned, Voices of the Past, and Zipper. <laughs> no, I'm way lost now yeah i'm still okay. stuck with the first three and i'm like i've completely ignored yeah. whatever three you just gave me okay uh hopefully these ones will help you guys out following in father's footsteps all right tougher than she looks okay mm. okay what do you got adam i i'm not near i'm 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 in a, i'm in the ballpark but i'm not narrowing it down yet what are you thinking it's got to be a tomb raider game i just don't know which one yet Okay. Okay. Woman of the people. Mm hmm. And Siberian Ranger. Okay. So it's Rise of the Tomb Raider then. That's going to be what my do you lock. Think? What are you thinking? Well, the first one I thought, like the father and father's footsteps, I thought it would have been, might have been God of War 2018, but then those other yeah. ones threw me off. So I. I... I'm going to guess a Tomb Raider game as well, just because Adam seems like he, he has it. But uh, 
I'll say, uh, which one did he say? Rise of the Tomb Raider? Rise of the Tomb Raider. Yeah. I'm going to say Shadow of the Tomb Raider, then I guess. Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Okay. Well, you guys are right. It is a Tomb Raider game, and it is Rise of the Tomb Raider. That's the uh, the second one, the one that yeah, takes as, place. As soon as you said you gave enough she's and the English stuff, I'm like, okay, so Lara Croft. And then I was like, okay, I just need to have an idea of which one. And you said ice related. I'm like, ah, so Rise. There we go. Done. That's exactly, that's exactly what I was trying to do. So I'm glad you guys got it. I still got uh, to play those two games. I've only played the original one. I never got around to Rise or Shadow. I've got them free on PlayStation. It's just, again, part of the massive backlog I've been sitting on. Yeah. yeah Eric, did you ever play the, the Tomb Raider, the new Tomb Raider trilogy? The reboot? No, not at all. The first one's really good. I really like the first one. I wasn't a huge fan of the second one. And the third one, like, they're interesting. Like, they're not bad, but they're not amazing, in my opinion. Like, I wasn't a big fan of like they do sort of like a hub world experience where it's like a hub and you kind of branch out from the hub each time. Uh, kind of like a Metroid esque or Metroidvania esque kind of experience. It was cool, um, but it was kind of like shallow in a little bit. It, it didn't it didn't resonate with me hugely. But I like they're well done, like they're good. But I find uh, the first one was, was the one that resonated with me the most. So yeah, awesome. Well, that's uh, that's another episode for us, gentlemen. Uh, Eric, thank you so much for joining us again. Once again, if people really enjoyed hearing your voice and they want to hear more of it, where could they hear it? Hey, yeah, it's been uh, really fun to be here tonight. Um, you guys can find us at X Interact underscore on Twitter. You can find us at X Interact on YouTube. We don't have the custom URL yet because we don't have a hundred subs, but that's what we're trying to hit. A hundred subs. Yeah, we're working year. on that. <laughs> Race you. <laughs> And then you can also find us at podpage.com slash xinteract. That's our new website. Like I said earlier in the show, we're trying to condense it all into one spot. So check it out and leave us some feedback because I really appreciate it. That's awesome. Thank you so much for having me. We really appreciate it. Uh, and yeah, ladies and gentlemen, if you liked what we do here, if this is your first time listening to us, hope it was good for you. It was definitely good for us. And if you're one of our regulars, thank you so much, guys. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, if you've made it this far and you haven't subscribed, hey, subscribe or, you know, leave us a like, leave us a review. Um, let us know what games you'd like to see uh, or you'd use for a introduction for people to gaming. Uh, as always, I've been your host, Kalen, aka Catastrophe. My co-host is Adam CS Radical, and we will see you guys next week. Talk to you later. Bye now.